Hi, and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. I am Doug Miller, a master coach and DaVita University faculty member. And I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DaVita University. Today, we get to chat with Cole Casey, a Colorado-based group facility administrator within Sundance Division, and Jen Ertel, a facility administrator and home program manager also in Sundance. We will discuss the ever-elusive topic, how to create more time in your day. Great to have you on the podcast, and thanks for creating some time to talk to us about how to create more time in your day. Um, We're eager to hear your tips and lessons that you've learned in creating more time in your day. Yeah, we're we're both really excited to be here. I think that stop you there first. There's no real secret to create more time in a day. I mean, that's just one thing that everybody should be honest with ourselves and there's no magic wand. If, if there was a magic wand, I think it would sell out, uh, in, in five minutes. Um, yeah. And, and Jen and I kind of, you know, spent a little bit of time, um, in thinking about what, what is kind of the thing, uh, if everybody has fixed time, what's the key. And, and to me, it's, it's energy, um, and time and energy. You know, those are the kind of the two things that you can manage and time is fixed. Energy's not uh, a great book, uh, that I read that kind of brought this to light to me is uh, the powerful engagement by Jim Lohr and Tony Schwartz. Um, they studied athletes and just people that were incredibly effective and really good at getting a lot of stuff done, but it was all about how they manage their energy from sleeping to what you eat to just the energy you approach kind of everything. Well, thank you for clarifying that Cole, because I was going to say, this will be some kind of magical, powerful potion we can provide to people if we can actually follow through on this whole concept of tips for creating more time in your day. But I I like how you made that distinction, and that's exactly what we were hoping you would bring today. So really appreciate you guys coming in, and I look forward to hearing, you know, your, your practical and very specific tips that you have for our listeners. Of course. Thank you, Grace. Well, when Cole and I were sitting down talking, one of the first things that came to mind is schedule with self-care in mind. Take some time to truly unplug. Now, that goes kind of against getting more things done in your day, right? You're going to unplug, not pay attention to that ever-present email or phone, but it is truly valuable. You need to schedule think time in your day for you. You're important, too. About a week and a half ago, I took a week off completely unplugged. Wait, what? Who gave you approval for that? (laughs) Um, Cole actually did. (laughs) As a matter of fact, um, I took a week off for the first time in my career, turned off my phone, left my laptop at home, no cell service, no email. Now I was anxious. I'm like, oh, what am I going to come back to? It was hard the first 24 hours. After that, loved it. I wasn't a slave to my phone, my email. Yes, I knew I was going to come back to four or 500 emails in my box, but the world didn't stop turning. No, nothing bad happened. And I came back really refreshed on that Monday morning, ready to get back at it. And I had the energy to pay attention to the things I needed to. And it came, really refreshed me and energized me and made me more productive last week. Yeah, it reminds me of the quote that we like around the village that one cannot pour from an empty cup. So um, kudos to you for actually being able to follow through and do that. 
It's awesome. It was not easy. <laughs> and it took you a while. I, I, it did. Jen they probably went on a couple vacations, and she would send an email, and I was like, I know you're on PTO. What are you doing? <laughs> and I would email her back directly, and she's like, well, I just want to. Uh, uh. It, it was hard, but definitely once I got past the fact that I can really do this, very rewarding. Did really fill my cup. Excellent. Brought me back, ready to go. Yeah, and I think that's just one of the big you know, awareness of yourself and what you're, you know, it's like that five hour energy commercial where it shows everybody's battery power. Um, and if you have a, a knowledge of where your battery power is at, it's really important for you to just step back and say, okay, I, I need a little coal time. Um, because if Cole's going to be what Cole wants to be to all the people that he interacts with daily, he needs to make sure that his battery's back up. And, one of the things that we we're also talking about, and I think that would be kind of number two, is thinking about your energizers and depleters. And can you say more? What What do you mean when you say energizers, and what do you say? What do you mean when you say depleters? Yeah. So back to that whole like time energy concept. When when we're thinking about energy, um, everybody in every job, or even at home, like some people like mowing the lawn, some people don't like mowing the lawn, and so creating a list of you know at work and at home. Um, it's really important to have that knowing, okay, this is something that just pulls energy out of me. And then this is something that really, really gives me energy and knowing yourself and your personality well enough. Like to some people, a big room full of strangers is really energizing to other people. That is just an energy depleter. Um, and then scheduling yourself enough of those throughout the week. And, and that big concept of scheduling with intentionality to know, Oh man, I had three days of of depleter tasks. So day four, I need to either make sure that I go get that workout in, or I do yoga, or whatever it is for you that refills that cup. Um, that has to be scheduled in, and the, if it's not on the calendar, chances are it's not going to happen. That makes complete sense to me, Cole. But give me, give us an example of what you're talking about out of your own experience. How have you used this concept personally? Yeah. So in the clinic, one of the big things for me, uh, I'm. I'm typically not somebody that loves to jump into conflict and, and be confrontational. And that's something I've had to work on over the last four or five years. And now it, I know, okay, this is not going to be easy. Um, so I have a tough conversation with a teammate or a patient or whatever. Um, that's depleting. That's yes, a depleter. A depleter. Yeah. And uh, I will go then out to the floor and I'll just kind of hang out and do some rounds on patients, see how the team's doing. Um, and just do that general check-in. I think that's something for me that really, really fills my cup. Or at home, I'm a nerd and I love mowing the lawn. And so that's a big, <laughs> <laughs> that's a big f uh, filler for me. I mowed my lawn this weekend and my wife was on the porch and she's like, oh, I feel so much better. Oh. And I said, oh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Because she was being sarcastic, of course. <laughs> right, right. Awesome. Well, so I heard a couple really good tips so far. So Jen, you specifically talked about scheduling self-care yes. and truly unplugging. Great ideas. Love it. Got to do that myself. The second thing that Cole, you mentioned was just sit sitting down and making a list of your energizers and your depleters, as you called them. And as we call them in DeVita University as well. Yeah. So love, love that. Love that tip. So what do we have for number three? What's tip number three? Learn to set boundaries and say no. So you're only saying yes to the things that you have to or um, the things that are really important to you. 
it's okay to say no. It's okay not to stay till eight o'clock that night. You may have a deadline to work on, but it's okay. Let me just say, I'm glad that you didn't say no to this podcast. <laughs> you didn't say well, repeatedly no to it. <laughs> no. And just, you have to set the boundaries and say no sometimes to make the time in your life for what's important to you. I had a, fr- I had a friend once tell me that if you can't say no to somebody, then your yeses don't mean anything. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Right? Totally. You're not putting your heart and soul into it. But I panic every time I'm about to say no, I panic. Like, what? what is going to be the consequence of me saying no, especially at work? I get caught up in that. How do you, how do you deal with that? Honestly, just prioritize. I've set aside um, everybody that I work with and on my team knows Thursday nights, I'm home. I'm not interrupted. That's my family time where I get to FaceTime uh, my nieces and nephews out of state. And so unless the sky is falling... I'm not going to respond to you Thursday nights after five o'clock, but I plan my week accordingly. So I get everything done ahead of time to know that those Thursday nights are free for me. So I love that example. And I think for some people, it's very hard to even just like think through the mechanics of telling somebody that and they feel bad even saying it to their boss, to their teammates. You know, so how, how did you do it? How did you figure out how you're going to work up the nerve and just make this announcement? I just told my team, like, I've empowered you to make a decision. I'll back you up. If it really and truly is that important, text me. You may not get an answer right away, but empower them to make those decisions so it doesn't become an emergency. I think it's also, it's coaching. And when you're coaching your teammates or working with teammates, you, you set the example. So your ability to say no and, and showing them, hey, this is something I actually think you would benefit from as well. So I'm going to do it. I want you to do it. And it's not easy. And I think every time I see Mike Stafiri in a town hall, he always, he's always says, you cannot, you cannot do it all. And you, you can't have 100 priorities. And so you constantly have to be thinking through what are the top five that I need to be working on. And so this does require some prioritization, some, some hard work. Um, but when you do it, it, it does give you the actual, the time that we're kind of figuring out how to be more productive and have that time to do those things. So you mentioned Mike Stafiri, who is our chief operating officer. So are you saying that because he's, um, he is one of our big leaders <laughs> that he gives us all permission? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I would say so. I mean, if he in a town hall says I, every ops, you know, ops or whatever it is, he says, these are the five things I'm working on. If these are not the five things I should be working on, you, you tell me. Um, and I've had, I've benefited from, um, Justin Searle, who's our, our old director, uh, who very much so says, no, you do not spend time on things that are not a priority. And so that, that kind of power from your leader then should trickle down to your team and showing an example of it is really important. Oh, so that is, that's a really clear tip. I think that our listeners could take away is getting alignment with your leader around being able to say no and clarifying how to say no and building some agreements Mm -hmm. around when and what's the priority and how you're going to say no. Absolutely. And even running, I have seven tasks I have to get done. I have this much time because I don't, Cole didn't bring me my magic wand today. Um, what, what's okay if you need help, what's okay to say no to right now? Yeah, beautiful. We also have a, a strategy that we teach and we've, we've danced a little bit around it here, but the strategy in a very simple way is 
that you say yes to the intent of the ask, you say no to the specific of the ask, and then you say yes to another option. So yes, I'm glad you asked me to bring three dozen cookies to my son's, you know, soccer game tonight. (laughs) No, I can't bake those myself. Yes, I'm willing to, you know, give you 20 bucks to go to go buy them. Yeah. And I, it's really key um, because you can't just say no and walk away. There has to be intentionality behind you saying no. And um, it it makes me think often of when I went through uh, FA training, um, Chris Marchese out uh, East, he taught the class and he said, I often, if I get a spreadsheet and it's not helpful from somebody or I don't know why they're sending it to me, I say, hey, what? stop sending this to me, or why are, what am I supposed to be getting out of this? And so there's that intentionality. You can't just kind of say, ah, not doing that. I'm, I'm working on my boundaries, and so I'm telling you no. Um, you have to have an intentionality about why and how to really make sure it lands well with the people that, that we're working with. Yes. Um, That's important great. so people, our listeners, don't walk out and tell their leaders, Cole told me. Yes. No. <laughs> Jen, Jen, Jen yeah. said the same. Yeah. yeah. They said I could say no if I didn't feel like it was important. Yeah, it's, it's a depleter for me. So just don't tell my children. Uh, <laughs> encourage them to say no. I'm trying to get them on the opposite. Like it's encourage a, them to say yes. It's more. a lesson I actually learned from my three year old. I and I'm just trying to apply it to the rest of my life. <laughs> and I just want to clarify too, as we wrap up this tip, the context around the concept of saying no is that it really should be a discussion with your manager. And we all know there are certain work assignments that are required to manage our clinical operations in business. So I just wanted to to make that point again. And we have time for one more tip. So could you please share your last tip? Yeah, I think, and I think we've kind of been dancing around it. I think it's constantly reassessing and reevaluating where where you're spending your time. Um, Whether you're thinking about, you know, your priorities or, just taking a big snapshot view and you can do this easily in outlook with a, with a weak perspective. I I know a lot of people do this. I, I have not started leveraging it yet, but in outlook, you can color coordinate your uh, calendars and you can color coordinate where you're spending your time. And I think sometimes it's just good to zoom out and take a look. And I know Davida university uses the pie chart to say, where are you spending your time and what does that look like through the week? Um, but an ability and a, and a willingness to step back and say, okay, where am I spending all my time? Because I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I'm not getting all my stuff done. Well, it, and I can't find that stupid magic wand they keep talking about. So what the heck am I supposed to do? I think it's stepping back, having a little bit of forward thinking and looking at your calendar to be able to say, okay, I know that this stuff's coming up. So I need to schedule intentionally to make sure that I am able to achieve and deliver on all this stuff, but I'm also able to move some stuff that maybe isn't as, as important as I thought it was. So could both of you talk a little bit about how often you do that? How often do you reassess your schedule? The beginning. Now, as I've become more comfortable doing it, it takes me about 10 minutes every morning. I just sit down, set up, look, and see what I need to accomplish um, today. And what's on my calendar that maybe could be moved if I have a long list of tasks to accomplish. How often would you say you're actually moving something off of your calendar, like a meeting or something like that? 
I try to make the meetings happen. What what I move more often is prep time I've already built in my schedule. So I have an ops review on Friday and I start prep time on Monday. And I may look at what I have to accomplish on Monday and prep time might get moved to Tuesday with that dro- that hard stop of Thursday. Gotcha. So Cole, what, how often do you reassess? Um, I'll be completely honest with you. I have a calendared book time every Monday morning and then every Friday afternoon. And it's a kind of quote unquote sacred time, but my success rate of actually like sitting down and, and doing that because stuff comes up. I mean, there are administrators on the phone or on, we're not on the phone. Um, <laughs> administrators listening to this podcast would say, Hey, there's days that I run the clinic. There's days the clinic runs me. I don't have time 45 minutes every Monday, but I think if it's not on the calendar, chances, chances of it not happening are really high. Um, but if it's on the calendar, it's a reminder it's there. Um, and so I book those, you know, every day. And another tip that I'm not always successful at is, uh, an old administrator always said that uh, she would, at the end of the day, just do a quick inventory. Okay, what did I get done? What needs to be moved to the top of the list tomorrow? And so that she can go home and kind of sleep freely. Yeah, we've I've heard, um, I've actually heard Kent Theory, our CEO of the enterprise, talk about every year we should be sitting down and doing that broader look at our calendar and looking at where our time's going. And then we should always be pushing ourselves to look at the the length of our meetings and is there a way to shorten them and get more done in less time? So does that 30 minutes really need to be 30 minutes or could it be 20 now? Um, and things like that. So I, I've heard of leaders like going through their entire calendar and making every 30 minute meeting, a 20 minute meeting and every 60 minute meeting, a 45 minute meeting or something like that as a way to create more time. Not a bad idea. And I I think it's so important in healthcare, like we are, we're caregivers at heart and we tend to run until the tank is on empty if it means the benefit of everybody else. And so I think stepping back and making sure that you over look over your calendar, make sure that at, in the year, whether it's quarterly, monthly, weekly, you have these checkpoints to say, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm, do, I'm not energy's low. Um, just so you can stop and kind of take a pause. Well, speaking of time, and since you didn't give me that magic wand at the beginning of this podcast, I'm afraid we have run out of time for today, but it has been so great speaking with you. And normally every podcast we end with a tip that we ask our guests to share. You not only have shared um, a really great tip of scheduling with intentionality, but you gave us four sub bullets, four specific (laughs) actions that we could all try and find one that speaks to us. So thank you for being here today. I've learned a lot and really, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank appreciate you. It. Wow. Cole and Jen covered a lot of territory in that interview. It was, it was really good to hear the specific tactics. Let's review them really quickly. First of all, the overall theme is schedule with intentionality. And then there were four sub bullets to that. The first one was schedule your self-care in. The second was make a list of what energizes you and what depletes you. The third is set boundaries and say no appropriately. And then finally, regularly reassess where you're using your time. Wow, those are great tips, Doug. And I cannot wait to try them. 
And I want to tell the listeners right now, if you listen to Cole talk about that book, The Power of Full Engagement, and you were wondering, where do I get that? Just go to our show notes and we'll have some more information for you about that book. And I want to also, Doug, follow up on last week's tip from Amy Young. So she suggested getting feedback on one life alignment commitment. So I asked my husband um, how I was doing on a life alignment commitment. Um, We committed to pretty evenly share the childcare and household work. And I was shocked to learn that my husband graded me much lower than I graded myself in that commitment. And we just, it was a great starting point to have a conversation about it. And we sat down, we talked about some practical things we could do with our schedule and shift things around a little bit. And we were able to make the adjustments pretty quickly. And I'm so glad that I had that conversation with him and got his feedback. So highly recommend it. Awesome. That's super cool. I won't ask what your rating of him was. I'm sure his was higher than I rated him too. Excellent. And we'd love to hear your stories also. Go to davidaway.com and click on podcast. And if you haven't subscribed already, be sure to do that. See you next week, everybody. One for all. All for one. 